Yes, 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 y'all. The devil's a liar, and we're here to speak the truth. <laughs> we're off. Talk the to Mickey him. D Show official first Mickey D's podcast episode. episode. One. <gasps> That's right. I had to get that right. It's not Mickey D's show. It's nah, the Mickey, Mickey D's, D's podcast. And I am your co-host, Mickey War. To my right is DJ Danger Zone, aka Danger. Mm-hmm. And uh, to the right of him is our close friend, uh, A1, Day One, DJ Rep. What it do, what it do. So, um, first of all, yeah. pleasure to share this stage with you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. We basically uh, stole some shit from the DJ City office, put it together, mm-hmm. including uh, when you check us out on YouTube, uh, the, the furnishings and the um, fake plants uh, painted <laughs> We'll, we'll even leave a link to where you can find the couch. Right. right. <laughs> this thing. Swipe up for this thing for we stole from the Beetlejuice <laughs> stage. Swipe up for my Amazon link. Yeah, yeah. Do, do Thank you, DJ City. Let me get those influencer points. links. <laughs> influencer points. Uh, it'll be in my bio. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so the Mickey D's podcast. Uh, there's so many great uh, options that you have for podcasts, uh, not just in the DJ world, but uh, in general. Yep. And we just felt it was time for us, ten years later, uh, of the Mickey D show to take on the next step yeah and put it down for our podcast listeners and don't ask why it took us so long we are here um and hopefully to stay yeah and uh but yeah let's get into a little bit about each one of us real quick uh dj rel is is yes, kind of the new addition yeah uh to the Mickey D's uh, platform. So. Am I though? You know, I've been around for a minute. Oh, no, you, you've been you behind know, the scenes, scenes for a second since day one. I even, I even had some, uh, some hosting, uh, yeah. opportunities you when, did. when Danger Zone went over, went, went to, uh, was it the cruises? Right? Yeah. I think you were away for the cruise. It was a minute ago. I yeah, think yeah. The show probably was a like, cruise. There was probably a oh yeah, you saw my yeah. couple times. And then we, you, yeah. you guys were doing the show. I think on a weekly uh, basis. And, yeah. Um, yeah, we got to do a couple of. Sh- I got to do a couple of shows with Mickey. Hey, but so, even I mean, Destiny's Show yeah. got to make some adjustments. Hey, so. yo, I, see, I hear that, man. You <laughs> listen. I'm Kelly Rowland, so I ain't Michelle. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, I was, was a, Michelle I was, Styles. I was, I was a Styles <laughs> stuffed in a couple times too. <laughs> I was part of the original crew. Shout out to Styles Davis. Yeah. Um. But yes, sir. You know, I am. I guess like you said newer to the to the to the fans yeah sure. you know what i mean they may not know but you know die, have, die hard fans would know, who, know you who, are who i am because yeah, your right, opening exactly. sets on the mickey d show absolutely yep. absolutely so tell us a little bit about your dj background so everybody gets a little point of view of oh uh, um, yeah absolutely from. man let's just say uh, i've been djing for almost as long as you guys pretty much you know what i mean um, exactly as long yeah, as exactly myself. Like these believe it or not these were like the two first cats that I became cool with once I moved to LA back in um, 06. From New York. Yep. From New York. Born and raised in New York. Moved out here. Got into DJing. Um, and, uh, you Shout know. Shout to Scratch Academy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it kind of just took off from there. You know, we just did multiple things, you know, similar to what you guys. Some stuff that I you got, I did, you guys didn't, and vice versa. You know what I mean? But it's been a great career. You know, I'm loving it. Um, just started uh, a production company. Some really good friends of mine. Some um, we're do we're uh, music production and visuals. 
uh, our boy Abner is a part of it. Shout out to our boy Spiffy Films right there. Um, but it's going great. Just getting everything off the ground right now, doing the marketing, working with an artist right now. So any artists out there, if you need some visuals done, if you need music production, holla at your boy. Hey man, hits plug, only, plug hits, that at. Yeah, uh, at Hits Only 19. It's on his shirt. It's on my shirt. You if you can see it for all you people watching on YouTube, it's Hits Only. You know what I'm saying? Um, hits Only 19 on 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 Gmail, on IG, on all uh, uh, platforms. Um, go people, uh, our artists, Debris, on the name of the album is Aqua. Make sure you go check that out. He's on all streaming platforms as well. You know, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, etc. All that good stuff. All right, all right. Enough yeah, of the free yeah. promo. Oh, yeah. Relax. Our show, buddy. This is the our, our show. show. We want to change, to change his name to the Rel Show. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring Mike Rel. All right. Back to the Mickey D's yeah. show. Uh, DJ Danger Zone, give him yeah. a little quick recap. Um, so, DJing uh, about since 06. Was the LMFAO tour DJ 2012 to 17? Well, LMFAO 2012 and then Red Food from that, from about 13 on, because the crew broke up, of course. And uh, so right now, just um, production, remixes, uh, some originals, and uh, just touring, just doing my own shows, getting my own sets. Vegas, uh, got a tile residency, and... Uh, Little, 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 like unofficial residency at the uh, Grand and Shrine out in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Dope. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. Those are all great venues. They are. Thankful. Blessed. Big time. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Uh, I'm Mickey War, uh, half of the Mickey D show, uh, going on 10 years of that, and I believe 14, 13 years DJing. Um, and, uh, you know, DJed full time up until. 2012 and then ended up finding a kind of niche career in the retail business uh ceo founder owner of the mag park uh sneaker retail store and brand and uh you know now i'm kind of getting back in the the club side of the game which is always tricky and political but uh you know more importantly i love the mickey d show and i love dj city it's our it's our amazing platform that we've seen grow been with dj city since 2005 2006 man it's been a long time so uh you know since they were selling slanging records across the world like actual records vinyl i was getting them in new mexico right there you go (laughs) so uh shout out to quickie phenom x class you know and everybody that holds it down for dj city yeah but uh that's who we are we all kind of cover different angles of uh dj's career if you will absolutely and um yeah let's get into this shit recently we had um richard vision and bad boy bill on yes, the Mickey D show and um that was that was i mean like i wouldn't call myself a househead per se i enjoy the music so if you're like me you just like you just enjoy house or or just even if you're whatever about house i recommend you listen to that set yeah. those dudes are dropping bangers yeah um old stuff um new songs and they were using vinyls so if you like have you nerd out on stuff like that if you have appreciation for that make sure you watch the watch their set because you get them see them swapping out the vinyls and scratching on it 
but it was like a real dope two by four set. You a lot of two by four sets now. It's just like guys. I mean, not even two by four sets. It's just two DJs and two CDJs. Yeah, it was a it was a crazy setup. It was uh, the CDJs were on the outside, uh, turntables in the inside, and they would just cross over and, and cover each other on the mixer. And they would. I, I you know what I thought originally. Richard Vision would just do the digital side. Yeah. Um, but he was on vinyl too, he and they bounced the back and forth. And you know to have honestly like the buzz that came with this show was was crazy and maybe um uh the the level of legends that they are respectfully in chicago and la and what they represent man that was uh that was just dope to watch and observe uh live i haven't done a house since in, in quite a minute yeah. yeah and to listen to to them get down and honestly my ears are still ringing it's loud as fucking <laughs> they had they had uh, a monitor right there on their ears along yeah. with the speakers in the room yeah our, yo our studio bangs like yeah. we got two QSCs in the corner and it was pretty loud and they still had to set up a Mackie like right next to them in their ears <laughs> but hey when you've been DJing 25 yeah. 20 I'm almost 30 years definitely like, deaf can't even be mad yeah um but it was dope to see, you know, guys on actual vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. Do you you don't see too many house heads on vinyl these days. No. Or at all. If at you all. <laughs> and they mentioned, like, that they got some stuff. Like, they got like, a presser to make some of the records for their set. Wow. So that's that's dope. And they're traveling around. So and they weren't using, like, Serato or anything like that. No. no not at no, all. No, no. There were no cords. Sticks and No vinyl. USB Amazing. cords up there. Amazing. It was pure, yeah. if you will. Um it's speaking of vinyl, uh, I, don't, I forgot what kind of needles they were using. Um, with the N447s gone, right? right? Or the replacement needles in the M447, right? Um, which I, I felt like was always the go-to. Yep. Yeah. What do you guys use these days? Um, I use, my, my practice setup has ortophones, but I don't even travel with like needles. Really? I'm, I'm on CD. I got so used to them traveling with Red Fool and that became the thing. Is that on your writer? The CDJs on the rider, yeah. Okay. Is it? Do you you yeah. prefer CDJs over turntables now? If I ask for turntables, I have to remember to bring needles. Like mm. that's how often I don't do it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Huh. But but like I'm I'm real comfortable on CDJs, even though my practice setup is turntables, and I do practice. But yeah, yeah. Mm. It's just just gotten used to that. Yeah. I mean, I have I have a couple of spares of four four seven, so those are my go to. But I do have um, a pair of autophones as well that I carry with me. So I have a pair of four four sevens and a pair of autophones that I carry with me all the time. How long do you think those shares are going to last you? Man, listen, I got I, I was when when they when they uh, put the news out that they were uh, shutting down, I went and copped a couple of stylists. All right. <laughs> you know, and you know they were obviously a little bit more than what they used to be, but I went ahead and copped them. So I got a couple of backup stylists for them, but I try not to use them as much just right. because of that purpose. Like they're going to be worth some money in the wild yeah so. i was gonna say what's the resell some stylus i might get back in that business man, what's listen, up? Man. <laughs> i saw dj bush had like a whole like crate or yeah, something it's crazy the plug D <laughs> yeah oh he's got a bunch but um i mean i recently picked up some of the dj city ortophone collab that they put out mm -hmm. uh, not too long ago and the whispers i'm hearing around the office uh just yesterday was that there's another collab coming out um like towards the mid or end of June. Okay. With can DJ we, City. Can we leak that? Huh? With DJ City? Yeah. Oh. It's an Ordophone DJ oh. City official. Okay. Situation. Okay. Is, is that allowed? 
can I? I don't, I don't know if I was allowed it? to leak that. Hey, but well, you know what? I mean, hey, it's out. Listen here, you heard it first here, Mickey D's podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna start hearing shit first here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I won't tell you who told me though that maybe that guy shouldn't get in trouble. <laughs> you know what? Um, let me ask you guys something. When you go out to an LA club, do you kind of like? Do you feel like you can just wear anything and get in? You got your relationships. You just, you know, you don't have to like. Obviously, you're not gonna walk in with shorts, but. You feel you can wear anything? Absolutely, and I will. And that's the one thing I praise about LA is that LA is very a, a very fashion forward city, and you. I've seen some wild shit in the club. You know what I mean? Not just what I wear, but I've seen some people get in. And I'm like, they let you in with that shit. Like, I mean, right. like, you know what I mean? Compared to obviously other cities where the dress code is a little bit more strict. So that's what I've. Definitely feel like I can just be like I can go into one of the hottest clubs and have a fucking hoodie on. Yeah. They're not going to trip about it like they did. Maybe what seven eight years ago? Maybe they yeah. were a little bit yeah. more like kind of like that's not yeah. happening. Well, the environment well, was so different, right? Yeah, and absolutely. Like, style was different too because like now leisure is yeah. kind of that that vibe where you you look comfortable and it's still acceptable exactly. to go to a club well let, Mike let me ask you this if you were to go to a club in Scottsdale what would you not wear <laughs> alright alright well let's just alright let's just get it straight <laughs> yes I went to Scottsdale I wasn't able to get into a club because of what I was wearing and um it, it's crazy because uh, I'll just get straight to the point. But I was wearing some sweat shorts. They were afraid a little bit. Of course, they're from the Mac day bar. party. Day party. It was a day party. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not pulling up to a nightclub with shorts on. Although yeah, that seems obviously. acceptable. You could probably be wearing swim trunks and still get into a nightclub. Yeah, you and some flip flops. But that's not my vibe. First of all, I'm an athlete, so my toes <laughs> are a little crusty sometimes. <laughs> sure. Let's not put that out there all the way. But. Uh, um, but I did try to go to a day club and I had sweat shorts and, um, they turned me away and, uh, it wasn't just myself, you know, some of, uh, our boys, we were all out there for our, our good friend DJ's bachelor party. And I was out there with, um, little brother, Andy, you were out there. I don't, you weren't there the day that that happened. So you just heard the story and we try to get in. And even with the table, they were like, yo, no sweat shorts. And I'm like, yo, in LA, you got a table, you're getting in whatever. whatever. I mean, I, I seen in cats. My drawers. In, <laughs> yeah, big facts. And this time they were just like, nah, it's a no go. And, um, you know, I had been there before and uh, I seen the texts about, you know, certain dress codes, like no, no Jordans, no camo and all this crazy stuff. And then I was like, man, like I can't get in. With, with these sweatshirts like what's up with that I seen dudes like in swimming trunks they're like yeah swimming trunks are okay I'm like okay fine and then uh, our boy Horacio tried to get in and he was wearing a basketball jersey and so was our other boy Mason right shout out to those guys too because they were just trying to have a good time yeah sure. absolutely. and so before I found out about the sweatshirts they had walked away to get their jerseys and they were good jerseys you know what I mean Kobe Dream Team uh, Magic Johnson OG Lakers joint from they, 82 they weren't no Phoenix jerseys sorry, though maybe that's the problem. <laughs> the, yeah. exactly. they had oh, a yeah. Marley jersey they, on they had Lakers time. right yeah. <laughs> if they had Devin Booker yeah. uh, but um, but they went to the, the local store bought $60 t-shirts because it was the closest shit next to there and came back and then they still told Horacio yo like you're wearing sweat shorts too and so we walked away. We're like, we're about to catch an L, call this lift, go back to the, the Airbnb that was already far, 
right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, that location mm-hmm. description is always off. Mm-hmm. And, and we went to the lo- local uh, Dick Sporting Goods and copped that uh, two for, uh, or <laughs> buy one, get one 50% off. <laughs> and got some Adidas swimming trunks. Wow. And then when we walked back, they let us ride in. And, um, you know. At least they were cool about it. They could have just been more of an asshole. But you guys got a like table, this, too. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. And that was, I think that was part of, like, why it was. Like, compromise. Yeah, it was a compromise. Yeah, right on. Because yeah. at that point, it's like, look, if these guys are going to spend the money, like, if we, we got to go there, join them. It's not our bachelor party. So, like, let's not cry if we want to. Right? It's about um, our boy. And absolutely, um, we'll, we'll, we cried later when we got the bill for the entire weekend. Oh yeah, of shout course. out to my little brother of Andy. Course. He covered everything on his card. We got all the points. Hey, but fast forward a couple of weeks when we came to see you in San Diego at Sunburn. What yeah. happened? And the same thing happened to us. Oh, facts. That's right. And I was like, and I said, and I, and as I'm walking up, as I'm walking up, and me and my boy, you know, it's us two, and then our girls, we both had sweatshorts on, and I was like. Fuck, I don't think they're gonna let us in. But it was you, you had the earlier set. I'm thinking it just got finished raining. Maybe right. they won't trip too bad yeah. about it. You know, you you already gave us the, yeah. the, the code to get in and whatnot. And like we didn't even get dudes our ID yet. Right. And they were like, no. Nah. And I mean, but they were they were they were extremely polite about it. Okay. They were like, listen guys, you know, unfortunately we can't let you in because of your your code, who you here for. They asked we brought we dropped your name and they were like oh okay all right you know and they did the same thing listen you can go down the street and uh buy some 67 dollars shorts and i was like what to be here for an hour hour and 20 minutes and yeah like, no i was yeah. like nah but you know you know luckily you know mickey had the plug and he was able to get his guy to come down in and walk us up there yeah shout out to kevin who yeah, was for extremely real. hungover <laughs> with me yeah uh, from the night before <laughs> y'all, had, y'all had a good night that was a good night uh, but uh, shout out to Kevin he, uh, shout out to uh, Party Naked the, the roster, roster mm-hmm. um, GMD the, the entire group down there uh, for the Sunburn Pool Party um, don't wear uh, jeans and don't wear sweatshorts right or was you, it, the jeans were cool well, jeans were cool that's what he told me he was like jeans are cool and I was like wait what this is a so, you know, I'm I mean, confused. Yeah, so that's what I was confused. You know what I mean? Look, and, man, and, if you're going to summer, just make friends with the DJ and you'll walk in with him. No problem. Hold you, on. You, no, you, no, 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 that don't work. <laughs> that don't work. I was friends with the DJ. They didn't let me you in. Gotta walk, yeah. You got to walk, walk in with him. Wait, oh, yeah, you got to walk in with the DJ. I'm not saying, like, yeah, when you get separate from the DJ, it's a whole different ballgame. But what were you saying about the dress code and friends and just in general earlier today? Oh, if you if you have a friend, like, a friend hit me up a long time ago. I, it, it happens every now and then. But I remember a friend hit me up a long time ago saying, yo, you DJ in Hollywood? Cool. What's the dress code? And I'm like, bro, if you have to ask what the dress code is to get in a club, like you really need to rethink what's going on in your life. Like, Why would you not come dressed up nice? And again, like eight years ago, you had to dress up yeah, nice to absolutely. get in a club. Like, Why would you want to wear anything else? Now, if they ask, because we've, we've had this issue at Dre's, if they ask, yo, can I wear caps or, or um, uh, anything specific, that's understandable. If you have to ask, what, what can you wear or what you have to wear? Yeah, bro. I'm what not you your going stylist, out for? number one. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't your stylist. But uh, you can shop on themagpark.com. Um, <laughs> but, uh, man, man, maybe I should make a dress code, like, boom, uh, category. Boom. Big money maker. Yeah, there you right go. Right there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I think also what it comes down to, some of our friends, um, and I'm not dissing nobody, but some of y'all spoiled. Like, you see what we wear sometimes and we get away with it. That doesn't mean you should try to get get away with it. Because yeah, then it makes us look crazy. 
Because I'm not going to lie. The other night, I went to uh, a club in Hollywood, um, one of the places uh, that I go to a lot. And so I pu- we pulled up. I was just going to get, say hi to somebody, uh, to a close friend. It was his birthday. And um, I'm not naming the club because I don't want anybody else thinking they could do this. I know what club you're talking but about. But I wore windbreakers <laughs> to the club. You're really pushing it. And, and that's pushing it. And my boy was like, dog, you're wearing windbreakers? And I'm like, look, like I'm just here to say what's up to my boy. Like, whatever. We go inside, say what's up, uh, happy birthday, take a quick shot. We're hanging out. And then some girl drops her drink right next to me. Mm. Who was the smart guy with windbreakers? Yeah. Like, mm. Talk to him. You just had to brush the, the liquid right off. I just went, <laughs> give it a little a little shimmy. And I had, you know, it looked like one of those um, uh, sneaker repelling commercials. <laughs> <laughs> liquid just it falls just right drips off. right off. <laughs> so bottom line, if you're in another city, you know, know what you're getting into. Don't roll up like some of us have done in the past and just think it's okay mm-hmm. yeah I mean I would, like, it, like you're just back home and everything's all good and you know the owners and promoters yeah I mean have you guys ever experienced a situation where you can't get in either um, New York absolutely 100% <laughs> really New York strip club uh, excuse me uh, dress code whoa <laughs> what kind of party are you going <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> um, their dress code is 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 crazy I'm like man okay you know I mean but again it's it, it it, the same rules apply out there like you said if you know the DJ if you walk in with a DJ or if you are the DJ they don't trip yeah but if you try to walk in even if you know the DJ and you're by yourself or it don't matter how many girls you got right if you got something that is not presentable they're like no right. we can't let you in you gotta have the button up shirt on with the collar and yeah and I'm like what what year are we in where I got I now, now, if this were the party rock days, oh man, we roll up in that bitch with, <laughs> with the tank top, man. zebra pants. Those were the good days, man. Don't see those are the days that spoiled us for for, for real. Y'all were half naked, yeah, man, walking yeah. in clubs. We did whatever we want. We wore whatever we want. <laughs> well, by city, by type of party, yeah. a lot of things change. By who you know, a lot of the rules change. So definitely, uh, I think we've all had enough experiences. Yeah. Now, Mike, you know what you're not going to be able to do if you wear shorts to a club and you're a DJ? You're not going to be able to network. All right. (laughs) Nice transition. Thank you. (laughs) I like what you did there. So, you know, we've been talking about like what's not the proper way, but uh, a few ways of going about networking other than sending out emails. I've had a few friends ask me and... um, I think there are a few things that you can do that will separate everybody from the guys that just shoot out emails. You're talking about networking in regards to gigs, though. To getting gigs. To getting okay. gigs. You want to get booked at this club. So, I, you know, I got some bullet points. Um, let me run through these, and I'll go back and touch on a few of them. These weren't on the shared notes. I see what no. he did there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Selfish I didn't think I need bitch. to share them. Yeah. Oh, well. Because because I want the natural, organic reaction. Selfish. Okay. All right, so first one. Show up and hang out, pay to go to Vegas and hang out, you know, with the DJs and, he, you know, chances are the booker or someone's going to be around. Um, when you do get to meet the booker, don't talk to them about getting booked. Just keep it organic. Talk about sports or whatever it is. And before you leave, shake their hand. You know, if you had a nice uh, situation or a chat, shake their hand, get their info. Say, you know, I'd love to reach out and talk about it. Now, going back to uh, why you should show up. I mean, a lot of perks to doing that. It shows you care. Shows you're, you know, you're willing to invest in yourself and 
and separate yourself from the guys who just email. Um, you get to hear the resident DJs, hear what they're doing. You get to hear the openers who are usually sometimes better than the, the, the residents. I mean, the, the headliners, yeah, because they know their people. They know what they want to hear. And you get to meet Steph. So you build with, I mean, from the bottle girls to the door guys to all these people. You you build with them, become cool with them, Instagram buddies and whatever. So what are your guys' thoughts? Anything to add? No, I, I, I agree with you 100%. It just it, it happened to me recently. Like, and I wasn't even going out to network. I was just going out to show, you know, say, like, you know, what uh, Mickey mentioned earlier, just to say happy birthday to someone, a good friend. And um, the girl that books at the spot, you know, that we're cool, that I'm cool with, she was just like, oh, my God, you know, blah, blah, blah. I want to get you in here. And it was, I didn't even go there to, to politic or anything like that. So I, I agree with you. But I got to ask you is, how are you so successful at booking, at networking and booking these gigs and you don't drink? Because that's I, one thing that I noticed that. I feel like in, I'd be on top of the world if I drank. Because <laughs> like, like, I know in my experience, it's, it's always solid to go out. And if you meet, you know, if you're like you said, you go out, you're not asking about, let me, you know, the conversation doesn't contain, oh, can you book me here? Whatever. It's just like, yo, how's life? You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's, let's grab a drink, you know, stuff like that. But you're not drinking, you know, especially if the person that books you is you know, I don't want to say they're an alcoholic, but they're a drinker, you know, a casual drinker or whatnot. You, you have to just be cool. Like my whole thing is most successful relationships I've had with these bookers is just being organic and not pressing them. Got you. Like, cause you force conversation, you force things, you force whatever. They kind of look at you like this sober motherfucker. Like, I don't, I don't want to talk to him, <laughs> you know? So you, you just have to, you just have to play it cool, be yourself. And it may take, months mm. before shit actually goes down um so you got to play the long game yeah <clears throat> drinking um, drinking might get you there quicker but maybe i mean to to touch on the the notes you had um definitely the the long game is is the way to go um um you mentioned a part where it's like follow up and this uh and uh after you've met with them and i think those are great notes. I, I I guess I have a different perspective because I'm not like chasing the gig as much um as as I'd like to, honestly. Um because I do have I do enjoy um being booked and traveling and doing um sets and stuff. But uh I think I don't know, I think honestly, you just have to build the relationship. It's not even about the gig. It's not about the venue. It's not about the booking. I think when it, when it all comes down is if you build genuine relationships with people and actually pay attention to what the fuck they say, because half the time you meet all these people and you, you could introduce yourself. And at the very end, God forbid, they'd say, Oh yeah. Like, what was my name? And like, you probably just goes past that because that mm. happens to me in general conversation mm. sometimes when you meet a lot of people and um the most important thing i think is just paying attention to everything you know following everybody on social media if you're too cool to follow somebody back or do whatever that's someone that you want to connect with like that's the first like yeah you know no go like what kind of a relationship are you trying to develop like find um common interests you know don't make it fake either it's got to all be genuine of, of course but um i think you got to plant your seeds and you got to water them and you got to like train them and you got to talk to them you got to play music for them like different things like that i personally in in my own like rule of thumb in life just in life a lot of the people that i've done business with I've never even discussed business until the moment happened absolutely you know like some of the best 
business relationships I've I've established have nothing to do with business, but you end up trying to find a way because you build trust, relationship, and everything else. And before you know it, you know, in especially in the DJ side of things, like it's like, hey, you know what? Like I follow your journey. I'm with your hustle. Like I see it. Like let's bring you in, right? And I think, um, you know, I think the one of the other things that you got to remember is you can't go to a booker or somebody who's uh, empowered to put you in that position without having something to sell as well. You got to be able to build a brand and something to sell to these people that are in the position of power to put you inside of a a gig. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I wanted to give Danger Zone a lot of credit for, a.k.a. Joe, a.k.a. Joseph Aberdeen Hamble, tons of credit for is he's been building a brand and he invests in himself. Mm -hmm. He's invested in his production brand and his Instagram looks dope, you know, and everything else that comes with engagement and being creative and all those different like putting together, getting out of your comfort zone and doing videos like I give you props for that shit because it's tough and it takes time. But those things are are all that's your resume now mm-hmm. it's yeah. different like fuck a, a, a press kit like yeah. your press kit is your social media yeah. you know what i mean you can have a website Who, who's logging into your website 100%. bro just had this like, just have this conversation ain't earlier. nobody going on there like i've you know i've done a little bit of research and downloaded some press kits like just to see what's going on there's still press kits from 2013 mm-hmm. like ain't nobody updating that so like if you focus on what you're putting out stories content positivity ain't nobody want a negative motherfucker in the dj booth Mm -hmm. you know and i think that that's what pushes the envelope and that's why you don't have to drink as much but that's why i have to drink a lot yeah that's why i drink a (laughs) shit ton (laughs) like san diego man we had a good time in san diego mickey mike boy mike 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 Mike. for for all you guys out there i did a spot called f6 in san diego and uh michael showed up or excuse me mickey war um showed up (laughs) Showed up a little and, uh, intoxicated and says, yo, let me get on the mic. I oh, just had, you know, being the friend that I am, I handed him the mic. And um, it was history sent from there. It was a good night. It was a good night. It was a really good that night. That was a great night. So, yeah. So, just to wrap this up, you, you got to step out of just sending out emails and begging for stuff and getting frustrated. You got to show up. Like, when I first started DJing, and again, I'm going to wrap this up. But when I first started DJing, I would go out to Vegas once a month to hear what the guys were playing and just to connect with people. And I feel like that elevated me. I, I felt like I was better than, and this was around the AM days. Um, I felt like I was, I sounded better because I was a step ahead of the, just the regular, not AM or, or Vice, any of those guys, but just the regular guys that were doing Hollywood because Vegas is where it's at. That party energy was in Vegas. And a lot of LA guys were still caught up in the mashup air. So like, I feel like by doing that, it put me ahead and and uh, and I got introduced to a whole new world, the world that all of us top 40s kind of want to be in, which is in Vegas. Yeah. End of the day, you got to do your homework in, um, you know, 2019, like doing your homework is easier than ever. Yeah. yeah. You could literally YouTube, Google, do whatever. Exactly. So the influences are a little easier to find. But the network, you still can't replace a handshake, a hug, buying someone a drink buying them lunch like real regular people shit is still appreciated in this world absolutely and i think that goes further than um you know any fake uh or direct hey can you book me like (laughs) okay why 
You know what I mean? So yeah. you got to offer something. Um, be more, creative. Got to yeah, be creative. Just be creative. Show face. Yeah. And eventually, um, you know, everything else will come together. Yeah. So. 100%. I actually did, uh, just to end the segment, I actually, what I did is uh, the door guy at one of the spots I had a resident because he always showed me love. He always took care of my people. For Christmas, I just bought him a bottle of wine. And like Bro. that alone, he was so appreciative of that that I never, I mean, I would have 12 guys in hoodies and he'd be like, all of you guys come in. <laughs> no problem. What kind of wine was it? Man, <laughs> Man listen, the good stuff. <laughs> You're like, can I get in with these ten guys with hoodies? Like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick before we get into kind of the end of this podcast, uh, y'all see that Virgil Pioneer collab? It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's an official off white collab, but it's <laughs> there was no mention of. I, I didn't see any mention of off white, but it's definitely got that element that he uses. I don't know if you guys ever seen his keynote on um, like Harvard, where Mm-mm, he discusses no. his approach to design, mm-hmm. um, where he doesn't try. He tries to only change or adjust three percent of an original concept. So he's Why? not. Does he explain why? Because he feels like um, he's not trying to reinvent the wheel. Hmm. He's just wants it, to it make over people's heads. He just wants to give people uh, give things new flavor. Gotcha. Right, and so it's like hence, a read drum on a track. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, uh, for those that haven't seen it, uh, you guys can go check it out online. The setup looks crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like full. It looks like a toy. It, it just looks like a toy. Yeah, it does have that like vibe. Like from Star Wars. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious what's going to happen with that. Yeah, I mean, so they said that they're going to put it up in a museum in Chicago. Yep. But they didn't say what they're going to do with it after or if they're going to make any. Mike, you're in the uh, resale game. How much would those flip for? Well, hold on. First of all, what does a regular CDJ go for? I haven't been in the market. Like two grand now, I think. Two yeah, grand? Two grand. Two thousand, say two thousand. Okay, and then like uh, 900 mixer. Fifteen hundred, maybe a couple hundred dollars less. I want to say. Somewhere so call there. it two grand a piece, six. It all comes down to how many units they make. Yeah. Um, but that's how the, how exclusive it is. Yeah, it comes down to the exclusivity. But I could see it. I don't know. Somebody would pay three grand per unit. So call it turn you put a six into a nine. How many? How many? I guess. The layman's terms hype beast are are even are aware of like so, the dj world so here's the thing i was telling like i said if these were to sell if they made x amount i feel like more hype beasts will be on them than will be purchase them than actual dj exactly so I mean, they'll I'm be saying. like i don't know what it does but it's hype. Will, yeah let's like let's slap a supreme sticker on it and then you know what i mean like hey. we, gonna cop, we don't even know what it is but we're gonna cop it hey i'm gonna be real <laughs> i don't know my way around a cdj that well that i would know what all the buttons do because yeah. it has no labels on it no yeah. labels yeah jeez i mean i don't think even version knows what all the buttons <laughs> does to be honest with you. that's what i'm saying does he even know how to operate is he interested you know where in the DJ? seat button's at actually he, he don't does he, he know how to play for us Loop it, loop what made it what, what, I want to know what what inspired him to want to design something. I'm sure Pioneer hit him someone up. reached out to him. I imagine. So? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've seen vid- uh, videos or pictures of his office, and he has like the full 
like white on white pioneer okay, setup. Okay, so it's, it's something that he's with the he, Supreme Louis rug that only like you know friends have. Are, okay, so it's something that he's himself personally interested yeah, in. Yeah, because he still. I mean, I think he still has the exclusive residency at like Wynn Properties or mm. something. Like that. So he's been he's been doing it. I'm sure they reached out. Okay, I think it was on Pioneers. Good for him, man. Yeah, good for him. I mean, it's it's something new, something different, and yeah. I think. He's the guy with the voice that people would trust for uh, for that kind of project. Yeah. Hope he slapped a Louis sticker on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, to wrap up the podcast, we want to talk about uh, a little bit of music, right? It's a DJ podcast. Absolutely. And, um, of course, we got to support our DJs. We the best. Mm. Young Khaled. DJ Khaled put out an album. How we feeling? I think it's cool. I don't think it's any different from any other, you know, DJ Khaled. Thing that he's done. You know, that he's done a ton of features. You know, he's, he's the, he uses a, a gang of samples. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, again, I'm not saying that it's not bad. It's just not anything different. You know, I, right. I always appreciate uh, artists or DJs and when they evolve their sound. You know what I mean? With yeah. their growth. He has a child now, you know. I mean, obviously, he named the album after his child. It's a dedication to his son. Yeah, so, it's but, hard to be mad at an album. Yeah, that's that what I'm he, saying. That he, like, dedicated yeah, like, to his again, kids. Yeah. Like, so you exactly. say you don't like my smart. son? Yeah. Smart. I was just saying, the marketing behind it is smart. And he's, he's been no, known he's to great at yeah, he's marketing, he's, for he's sure. A, a genius at branding and marketing and stuff yeah. like that. So you can't take anything away, away yeah. from that. But as far as it being anything different, I'm like, it's, it's, a, it's your typical good Khaled album. Right. I would say that. Yeah, I'll piggyback on what he said. Um, I do like the thing about going into a Khaled album is uh, what what do the like what the sound what the songs sound like what samples is he using because it's pretty creative. I feel like from a sample side of things that this was probably the best album because mm. I thought the samples he used were unique. Okay, I thought they were dope. Um, um, but yeah, what did you think? You know what? I'm going to be real. First listen, and I think I listened to it at the store. Um, it didn't sound great. It sounded kind of corny to me. Mm. Like, And that's my initial instinct. Um, but like many times that I've listened to some albums, once yeah. I've like listened it into a more intimate situation or better sound system, um, when I was driving around with Danger, um, it sounded better and like actually pretty good like some samples just the flips and uh production and uh the crisp sounds i think were really good yeah um so specifically i think like listening to the the song with SZA that samples yeah. uh, miss jackson um at first i was like just man does. why like, man listen yeah i was like why why do that and then I heard it on the way here, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? Actually, she it bodies it. She, she, she body, made it her she own. Bodied it. She bodied you it. can't get Miss Jackson out of your head, but she really—it's like a really good mixtape song. And we got to remember, man. Like we're we grew up on that on that sound yeah. and that song, and the youth hasn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so for them to hear it first, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes sense now a, a little more. It's least. almost like you got to adapt as an artist, regardless of your age. You almost have to adapt to what you know what your audience is yeah. and um and give them like you said if we grew up like he did like Khaled did I'm sure he grew up on that sound listening to Outkast and all that stuff and thinking about Leo let's flip this because you know your average 14 15 year old who's on YouTube 
24 hours a day right probably don't even know what this song is yep and we can flip it in a way they could be like this is dope you yeah like, you think if they're on youtube 24 hours a day they'd run into the original you would think <laughs> that <laughs> all right so so the song the album had a lot of samples what was your favorite sample that was used um, or the way they, they used it in the song i would i would have to go with the 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 scissor track right the, the track with scissor man because i i agree with mike when i first heard it i was like no no, yeah. this, is, this is this is not it. This is not this happening. Is not it. <laughs> this this but ain't it, bro. When I listened to it, and you know, when I listened to it, and I was like, "Yo, this shit is dope. This is actually pretty fucking dope." You know and scissors, like, and, and scissors bodied it. And it was funny because I, when I first listened to the album, I didn't have. I just I just put it on in my car, and I had like um, I had uh like the GPS on, so I didn't see any of the like the credentials. I didn't see any of the features or who it was. Right. So I was like, "Is this scissor?" Is this Tiana Taylor or is this Tink? I couldn't figure out who it was, but then eventually by the end of the song, I was like, oh, it's definitely SZA. Yeah. She, she hits like specific notes. That yeah. Like, oh, that's, but that's and you, you, can definitely, you can definitely hear all three of those artists in it. And I was just like, and that's why I was confused at first. And I was like, oh, this is SZA. Right. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, I would say that was probably my, because it was unexpected. Right. Yeah. That's why I would say that was my favorite sample that he used. Mike? I'd have to agree. Yeah. Okay. Keep it simple. Um, my favorite was You Stay. They sampled um, India. I think it was like a 1994 track. And when I first heard it, I'm like, man, this is some... I remember the sample. I knew, I knew like, you know, the sound. It's just one of those things you know, but you don't yeah. know where it's from. I'm like, that sounds like some 90s R&B shit. And then, and then I think the, the bass line um, it was like... Reminded me of an, of an old Jay-Z song. It was just like a lot of elements from older uh, production in the 90s. You know, just the way they were flipped, it just worked. But the sample just, like, it's in my head. It's going to be in my head for the next two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. India just bodies that shit. It was just one of those samples that everybody forgot about. And it's definitely one of those samples that I'm mad I didn't flip you, you, and let it, sit in my, right? let it sit on the <laughs> shelf. <laughs> hey, man, listen. Yeah. I hear you. And uh, so what songs are you guys playing at the club? I mean, obviously, I mean, uh, you know, for me, because most of the stuff that I'm playing is, you know, hip hop top 40 and 90% of top 40 is hip hop. It's uh, probably the track with Cardi B and Savage. Yep. Uh, Wish Wish. Yep. Yeah. That one stands out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to go for cool points and, and go with higher because I feel like if you can make that work, I think you can make that work because of what's recently happened. And because it's such a feel-good song, she's like, man, just drop that, let it ride, let the people, you know, just enjoy it, and then keep it moving. You use it because of, you know, the passing of Nipsey. Do you think if, let's take that out No, of it, no, you then, then you, can't, you, you can't. I mean, you it. use it at the end of the night, I think. Yeah. You get away with it at the end of the night, and it's just one of those, you know, dope songs that you have in your bag for the end of the night. Um, but yeah, if, I mean, if Nipsey was still alive, I'd yeah, probably go with Wish Wish. What about you, Mike? Wish Wish is the clear like like banger in the environments that I'm DJing in these days. Mm. Um, uh, top forty hip hop clubs and stuff like that. Um, Mickey likes spinning for the niggas. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> hey man, hey, dang. come on hey, over, man. Let's We're trying to get to a second episode, bro. <laughs> Rel, you can't be making us feel uncomfortable hey, like that hey, on our show. Hey, forever's not why, watching the YouTube. Rel's got the pass. That's you'll why see, I'm you'll here. You'll see why. This is why I'm here. Um, and, and I mean, I don't know. Just to like throw something in there, I guess that. Uh, so I don't know. Honorable mention. I, I would say celebrate. You know, mm. Travis Scott. Yeah. Although Travis kind of sounds like T Pain with the overdone <laughs> uh, auto tune in the beginning. 
um you know post carries that record and then once travis gets into his normal you know like key <laughs> absolutely he holds it down so uh i would say those would be the records i'd be i'd be using on man that. i know these white girls are mad at me for not picking no-brainer Yo, man, you know what? what the I'm fuck? Weren't you playing that anyway? I'm surprised. Yeah. But, but I'm saying they don't. They prior don't, to the album I'm dropping. Surprised yeah, like 10 he, years ago. I'm surprised that he put No Brainer and Top Off on the album. Yeah. I'm like, yo, them shit's been Hey, you know what? That, that, that's just, just streams. Sneak that on Those there. streams will take the album up higher. Okay, the, so he put it on there for marketing purposes. Too I mean, much. not so much marketing, but just like those streams are already set. So your album's going to, you know, do backflips because of the streams that that those songs already, already have. have like when okay. nikki's last album um she did that song with six nine that song with six nine wasn't on her album no once she put it on boom she shot up the charts. really mm. but that's technically six nine's track isn't it future right. nikki yeah but in the contract there's probably like a joint album yeah. not a joint album but like a joint track yeah we i can use this if i want to got you got you yeah well shit Cheers to the tray well uh we're getting to that time, man. I think we got to wrap it up. But yeah, man. First episode in the books. Yes, sir. Love it. Super excited. Enjoyed it. Thank you guys for tuning in. We yep. appreciate you guys. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a video up for you soon. Make sure to go check out that Mickey D show with uh, Richard Vision and Bad Boy Bill. And Stay um, tuned for the next one. What's the, the next, next one? going to be... What's the next one? We can't announce it yet. Can it will be who's, who's in June. It will be in June. We can't yes, announce it yet. We can't oh, announce man. it yet. I mean, when we get off the air, we'll tell you. <laughs> Note it. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Just hit my IG and I got y'all. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your? What is your IG? Real quick. Uh, DJ Rel Twelve. DJ Rel One Two. DJ Danger Zone. DJ D A I N J A Zone. And I'm hey at hey Mickey War H E Y M I K I W A R, and uh, shout out to Spiffy Films, what up? the man behind the cam, yeah. and we appreciate you guys for tuning in right. yes. to the first episode. We'll see y'all next week. Yeah, next episodes are gonna be more ignorant.